much to talk about. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast, uh, an official Apple podcast, and we're on several other platforms as well, sponsored by the Westport Library and the Quick Center for the Arts. And my name is Migs Burroughs. And I'm Trace Burroughs. And if you like the show, please leave a review. Today we have on Loretta Swit. She's a uh, actress, an artist, an animal rights activist. She, she starred in the iconic uh, television comedy show, MASH, which, which went on for 11 seasons, playing Major Margaret Hotlip, who won two Emmys for it, and she's been on lots of other television shows and, and many films. Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I look forward to chatting. Are you brothers? Yeah. What yeah. Is, ah, we're, we're nice, nice. Real brothers. Okay. And, um, Real brothers. I think the only other sibling podcast is Sylvester Stallone's Daughters do a podcast. And uh, we were trying to weasel our way into their podcast. If you have any pull with well, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but we're both visual artists also. So I'm, we'll, we'll talk, obviously people would kill us if we didn't talk yeah. about MASH a little bit, but you're, you're an incredible uh, accomplished uh, artist and have, have a book um, of your work. Have you, have you seen the book? I hope. Or? Not in person online. I looked as much we're as I talking- could. Yeah, we're talking in the blind. Then you you saw it. Uh, we saw the graphic saw... of the cover that. Oh, I saw uh, some, yeah. Yeah, I saw like uh-huh. several of the uh, illustrations. I mean, you did the cast of Mash. Also, is that your the, your rendering of everyone? No, no, oh. no, dear, no, oh. no. That's a lithograph. <laughs> oh, okay. The lithograph presented to us um, in the tenth season by oh. uh, Fox and CBS. It's huge and it's wonderful. And uh, really beautifully done. I think the artist uh, uh, has crossed the Rainbow Bridge, but uh, no. it's glorious. And I, it was so appropriate since it was my art book oh, yeah. to have a, a, a work of art uh, about the cast because I wrote, of course, an homage mm. to the cast. So, so there you have it. But uh, I hope you... Uh, get a chance to look at the book it's i'm very proud of it they're not they're water they're watercolors and um i'm told that's the most difficult medium who knew i was (laughs) you know i just began to paint and that was it and i've been the book will tell you if uh i'll have harlan send you uh, a book um uh, the book will tell you that I started doodling and drawing and painting uh, when I was six years old. And I uh, had my mother enter a little drawing of mine, enter it into a, a competition, a young person, obviously young person's competition. And I won. And mm. so um, I've been, I've been sort of doing, doing it all my life. And the book of course is a journey through my activism uh in the uh, animal environment and so it's uh, a meeting of a lot of passions of, of mine you know and so it's um there you have it but i i i would love for you to uh leaf through it have your very own copy there oh that'd be nice so you you've gotten awards from 
many animal activist groups. What basically are they trying to change um, laws regarding animals? Is that the main focus? What are the main focus? Or I guess all the groups have different right. focuses, but just generally. Main focus. I think the main focus is just uh, to teach people <coughs> about uh, the dangers, uh, about uh, things that we can uh, change and fix. Um, not necessarily got to do with the laws. It's got to do with behavior. Mm. Uh, we have to teach people about puppy mills and kitten mills and stuff and, and the, uh, um, the evil this is. We have to teach people about the overpopulation and how the only way to get uh, before it, to conquer it, is to um, control the breeding, to, to uh, <clears throat> uh, snare and release strays and make sure they're uh, we we um, we uh, recommend spaying and neutering because we're killing millions of animals who have no homes. So to continue to to produce them in these puppy mills, uh, which are filthy, if we uncover any of them, we close them and uh, you know stop that because they generally produce. Uh, uh, sad, sick, ill mm. animals, and uh, and and the public is taking advantage of that, not knowing. So, so uh, I would say the the main thrust uh, of our our shelters, of our, our organizations like mine, is education, teaching people the evils of what what goes on behind the scenes of um, our, our just our death, domestic domestic animals. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, more uh, well known about our, our um, wild animals, for example, the poaching and so forth in Africa. So, so it's to, to teach people uh, how to um, try to amend the way we behave with our domestic animals. Uh, it's to teach people about what our military dogs do, what our military dogs, the people don't realize when they do come back, the, the, uh, the few times they do come back, they come back with PTSD just like any other soldier. And so uh, there are programs now to, um, to fix that, to teach them to, uh, you know, reinvent them, so to speak. And in many cases, some of our vets are given these dogs to care for them and, mm. and you know, be with them for the rest of their lives. And so there's a lot of win-win situations. I work with the uh, guide dogs for the blind in Israel. We um, raise puppies, teach puppies to guide uh, civilians and, and vets. And uh, we give those puppies free. So the, uh, the, uh, the main thing there is telling people about it, donations, maintenance, and get, get these puppies um, taught. And uh, the other thing is search and rescue dogs. They are also they're rescued and taught and paired off with the policemen, firemen, and so forth. And they, they are employed all over the world. You know, people don't realize what the search rescue teams do. I mean, you've got dogs digging people 
mm. alive out of rubble, uh, earthquakes. They're they're in tsunamis. They're they're out there. Those teams, and part of my job is to to tell people about it so that they know what they're helping when they donate to organizations like mine. And uh, my my charity is called Sweetheart Animal Alliance. The alliance is the operative word there. We are allied with so many wonderful organizations that we help support with our donations. At the end of a good year, we give massive donations to let's say Bidewe or Farm Sanctuary or MSPCA, uh, Angel <laughs> Hospital connected to uh, MSPCA do does wonderful work. So our country is filled with some very, very good organizations that we connect to and help to promote. So there you are. I didn't mean I didn't mean to get started on that, but, oh, but no. uh that, that you know there are the focus is I guess if you have to um really pinpoint is is education and then then support donations and and helping to support our mission uh, through donations and our alliances. Does your book of profits go to that? Uh, I know you've got also a fragrance. To my donate, yeah, it's donated uh, to my charity. That the sales of my paintings as well, or <laughs> the clay prints of my paintings. Um, my perfume uh, is now available online and I usually bring it to the um, autograph shows, all of that revenue revenue goes into my my charity. And where would people go to find your fragrance and and your book? Uh, Sweetheart.org. Okay. It just go online. You go to my website, find out where I am, what I'm doing. Uh, you can buy the book, buy the perfume. And um, we take, you know, PayPal, I guess, or whatever, but you can do it online. Or follow me on any social media to find out where my next appearance is, uh, which off the top of my head, I'm trying to think. I think, I actually think I'm going to be at the Hollywood show in Burbank. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, that's an autograph show. Uh, celebrities go there. Mostly for their charities, and they sign they sign their autographs, and that money goes to donate into their their you know uh, charities, their beliefs, and uh, so that's my next thing. It's in July, I believe, July first, which also is Jamie Farr's birthday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jamie will Jamie will be with me, and also Jeff Maxwell, who played our our co-main chef in the mess tent of mash wow, so. and so uh, uh we uh represent a very strong force these three of us uh, signing mash books and, and so forth uh for our fans so i think and from so yeah no i was just going to comment yeah. that you know in some cases you know people are thrown together let's say in in, in a successful series and they all feel like very like they're a family and then show's over and and you know i've heard actors say you know i've never talked to that person again not for any but, but you guys really have remained a family haven't you i mean you're you've always been close we've always yeah we've always been a family but it goes further than the cast mm -hmm. mac has is a veritable global family i mean i we get mail from all over the world 
and most of them really kind of uh, are identical in their feelings about the group. Uh, they feel related. And I guess we are, uh, over the years, we were very relatable. Yeah. If you couldn't relate to the character, you knew, you knew somebody who was exactly like that character mm. that you related to, you know. Um, but I've, some of the most moving, touching um, memories really come from our fans saying, I grew up with you, or you were like my big sister, they say to me sometimes mm. in the mail. But my most rewarding mail is, is from, from women all over the world who became nurses mm. because of Margaret Houlihan. That's and amazing. so uh, that's 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 pretty overwhelming in terms of how you you view what you did with some of your life. It's yeah. uh, like, wow, this is this is tremendous. Did you get so, marriage proposals? Uh, <laughs> say again. Did you get marriage proposals? Oh, through the no, 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 the no. just great, tremendous admiration and so forth. Yeah. But. Uh, no, not marriage pr proposals. This is not a joke. Uh, yeah, no, I know. But no, amazing, amazing, amazing feelings and thoughts that yeah. they communicate. Yes. And so it's really a, a, I call it my global mass family. I feel I have family all over the world. The content of these, these letters, uh, these fan mail is just, uh, overwhelming in in emotions and and what they feel they continue to get from the show uh, yeah. mac has uh, has uh, no no frontier i mean it's uh, some of the stories that we see today on me tv or tv land sundance it's, it's all over the place but those stories that you see today 50 years later are still so relevant and so moving and so totally entertaining and enjoyable. It's, it's, it's really an amazing experience to have been a part of that, you know, and it continues on. We are, we are a 50 year anniversary this year. Mm. We, well, that's the thing. Endurance of that show. I remember when it was on, you know, network television, it was like, that's all people, you know, did you see the last, you know, last the, episode? Yeah, the that. biggest audience ever. And, but you're right. It was grounded in human relationships, which never goes out of style if it's done well, even though it was set in war, it wasn't a war story. It was just, that was the, the backdrop for these human. Actually, know. it was, if anything, it was a uh, medical uh, story. It was, it was about medics Yeah. and, and their lives and how they coped with, what we called meatball surgery, which is, you know, horrific. You're standing in blood 18 hours a day, mm. you know, try to make an entertaining uh, comedy of that. You know, initially, uh, before it was on the air, critics were already saying, what, <laughs> you know, what's going to be funny about this, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's all kinds of, of humor. Ours, I think demonstrated how it gets you through things as horrific as war. You know, uh, we 
our humor or craziness, let's call it, came out of the fact that we had to be that crazy to survive. We had to. I mean, our producers uh, researched real stories. A lot of the stories that you saw were excerpts from real life, were, were really, uh, had really happened, as crazy as they sounded. And when our producers would talk to uh, former masters or, or, you know, former medics of any units or whatever, they said, uh, how, how close to the truth are we getting here? You know, the craziness. And most often they were told we were crazier. <laughs> we were crazier than you are. Mm. And, and when you were, uh, and so our thread, if you will, with our family on MASH, we always reminded ourselves uh, of what, what it was about, that the humor came out of that. It wasn't, it wasn't being funny or pranksters or for mm. its own sake. It came out of the fact that we had no choice. We had to be crazy. We had to have a still with, um, with, uh, uh, bathtub gin and horrible martinis or <laughs> we we had to have uh, crazy relationships and and you know we had to have uh tempers and and craziness i mean the other the other night the other night i was watching uh mass and i uh, my character <laughs> margaret margaret shocked her footlocker because she couldn't get a new one. It was damaged. It was ruined. <laughs> and and Jamie, our our then company clerk, said they wouldn't give her a new one. Uh, the only way you can get a new anything is that it's damaged in, in the war. And so so she took she took a gun and shot her locker <laughs> and said. <laughs> there you are. Casualty of war. Footlocker. It was damaged in the war. And I, I just, I'm, I'm, excuse me, I'm amused by it still. It's just the idea of it. So I, I, uh, I just think that uh, continuity is forever. And because we were never dated, we shot MASH in the 70s and 80s. And we shot it for the 50s, the, the Korean War, the three years in the 50s. So you're not, you're not um, uh, restricted by costume. You know, mm -hmm. fatigues are forever. And, 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 and uh, uh, operating room gowns or masks. I mean, they've come a long way, but, but uh, they're still appropriate and and current you know um and make people i think aware of of some of the language you have in operating rooms especially at the front where you had to uh talk talk like people it wasn't all uh wasn't all scalpel scalpel you know it was craziness to survive and um you know, I just, I really admire and love the show so much. And we're all so proud of it. But uh, I think the pride uh, also uh, feeds into how bonded we became, all of us. Mm. 
um, and, uh, and continues, yes, to this day. We're very, very close. In, in some interview I, I heard of yours, um, you were talking about the episode, <clears throat> you know, which really, I think, affected the cast, even though it was simulated, you know, that um, McLean Stevenson, you know, was... Uh, you know, flying home. I mean, this character was, and and he died in a plane crash, uh, or mm -hmm. shot down. And and you said yes. you got letters saying, you know, volumes, volumes. Yeah, how the, dare the you producers kill him yeah, off? The and you said were overwhelmed. Yeah, right. But the but the thing was that you said we didn't kill him off. The war killed him off. Why don't you pay more attention? Why aren't you criticizing wars? You know, that's the cult. That's the villain. Yeah, here. yeah. Actually taking action against them as opposed to just saying this is bad but uh yes i mean it it was so informative and it was teaching as well or it had it had subliminally i think some really tremendous deep messages uh right. that uh, that were distributed without being preaching you know without without preaching about it um and and yes it was a tremendous a tremendous uh, experience for the audience to lose a character they loved so much a lead character that hadn't happened before you know um we we all of us grew up with uh, the great john wayne but his movies uh were all about um uh taking a hill and not getting killed and he came home from the wars and you know uh they they the people who died in those films were background people you didn't get to know right. mclean stevenson uh, uh took off like a comet hmm. i mean people just loved him he won the first uh, the first award of our show he won the first season uh, a Golden Globe. And why I remember is, and this is an indication of how bonded we were, he asked me to, to go to the show and pick it up for him, get, <laughs> get it for him. <laughs> and so uh, it was a great experience to be able to get up there, take the award and talk about how he deserved it <laughs> you, know? Mm. you know you're you're picking your your own award up you don't <laughs> generally get a chance to say that but it was a wonderful opportunity to say you did good golden globers <laughs> you know he, this guy is is amazing he's incredibly talented and you did well by giving it to him and i cannot wait to to give it to him tomorrow so so um it was tremendous and then and then during the three years that he was with the show, um, he was really uh, uh, just a comet. He was he was uh, on Johnny Carson's, and then he took over uh, for Johnny uh, every once in a while and did the interviews. And I mean, he was just everywhere and and beloved. Funniest, funniest man ever. I mean, just yeah, he was just simply hilarious, just hilarious. And so um, when he left, I think we all uh, were terribly afraid to be without him and Wayne. Wayne left in the same year. And these are two incredible characters that we're, mm. we're losing. And by virtue of how this happens in the army, 
or in the armed forces all the time. People come and go. You make relations with them, they leave and they do that. And so that helped us survive. And then the wisdom of the producers to not try to replace those characters, but to bring in a new kind of sound, a new kind of voice to add to the music or, if you will, cacophony of the sound of the mass group. And I mean, David Ogden Spires was like, a, a, wow, it was a tremendous new note to add to the 4077th. And, uh, and of course, Harry Morgan and Mike Farrell, just, it just twisted everybody around to um, uh, make their adjustments to these new, new people at the 4077s, new, new doctors, new characters, you know. And it just was a shot in the arm every time that happened. Uh, instead of losing, we gained, you know, it was tremendous. It was, uh, but uh, we had, you know, you began with Gene Reynolds and, and Larry Gelbart, and it doesn't get better than that. I mean, these were two incredible people who uh, were so super creative and appreciative and, and funny and, you know, they were wonderful for us. Now, are you still in, um, change the subject a little bit, because st- you do theater too, are you still, and we're, we, I don't know, you're in New York, we're That's in Westport. A, yes. Have you ever been uh, to the Westport Country Playhouse? Yes, West- of course. Oh. Have you- of course. Uh, of course, uh, you ask any actor who's been acting as long as I have, <laughs> if they've been to Westport, yes, they're going to say, oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, I just finished a lovely little play in um, uh, Coral Gables, Florida. I was there for six weeks with a beautiful cast, Didi Khan and Danny Most and Adrian Zamed, and we had a wonderful time. And... Um, and the, and the theater people and the group, the audience were so kind and thoughtful. Uh, you could not buy a ticket without showing your, um, your medical uh, card that said you had a booster or shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in the theater, you wore masks and you, uh, uh, you distanced, uh, they distanced the audience. And it was beautiful. The cast was um, um, tested every other day. We, we had no incidents, no, it, it was bliss to be able to have that kind of connection with the audience and do this lovely play. The play is a, a study about friendship. <laughs> what could be better? So uh, we, we had a lovely time. Yes, I love theater. Theater's where I come from, so yeah. I love it. But um, I, I also fell in love with uh, film. MASH was shot on film. So I think of it as film and not television, but I love television. I think some of the things that we're able to do on television these days are wonderful. You get the, and, and you have some brilliant talents that I wish mm. were still with us, uh, but we have the legacy of their work like, like, uh, Peter, you know, like Columbo, is is a, a work of art. Watching watching Columbo is like going to a master class. 
<laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's just if you're an actor to watch him work or Tony Shalhoub, who is uh, just totally brilliant. Monk is a brilliant, brilliant mm. series. Mm. And, and, and currently, uh, although I think they're kind of uh, ebbing out, is uh, SVU. But Mariska Hargitay is arguably the best actress on television. I mean, she's remarkable, remarkable. Mm. And I've watched her grow within the series. The character, I've watched the character grow. And now she's behind the desk in charge. I mean, she's just, and, and to be gorgeous as well. Woof, you know, but, but I mean, it's, uh, it's really a, um, a treat to watch some of these things and uh, and there are hours now I mean you watch the uh, I've been of course around during the infancy of television when I was starting out I was on Captain Kangaroo and so was Morgan Morgan Freeman I mean, oh. you know we we go way back to when television was, yeah. you know, the Ed, Ed Sullivan show. That was that was uh, it. Well, you, Texaco, Milton Berle. Well, you've been on so many iconic, you're, I'll just rattle off a few, Mission Impossible, Mannix, Gunsmoke, Hawaii Five-0, Bonanza, Ironside, The Love Boat, Murder, She Wrote. I mean, you, you've had episodes, you've been in one or more episodes of these incredible shows that really stand up. Right, to when, I, when I first got to... Uh, uh, California, because I was in New York, a New York person, still am. <laughs> uh, and um, I did about a year and a half of uh, guest starring on these amazing shows. Like my my first show was Gunsmoke, and the first director I had was Philip Leacock, this incredible film director from England. In fact, one of his films is going to be on don't know where to direct you but uh you can google it the war lover with robert wagner and steve mcqueen directed by philip leacock this incredible can you imagine the luck <laughs> what a lucky happy blessed thing to happen to me and just arrived in hollywood mm-hmm. um i was however uh discovered uh so to speak in um Las Vegas at Caesar's Palace doing a stage show with Susan Hayward. Mm. And we were doing, she was my mame. I mm. was her Agnes Gooch. And uh, people from Hollywood, the most particularly my uh, woman who became my dearest friend, Pam Polifroni, recently deceased. She was the main lady who cast all the CBS shows and this agent happened to see me perform with Susan Hayward and he was in her office and he was raving about my work and she made a note of it. I went to see her for an interview and she said, I know all about you. I said, you can't, I'm nobody. I, I, I live in New York. I'm not, no, she said, I know you. And she called me in to read for Philip Leacock. And there I was, my first uh, big job. But, but uh, to give more credit, where it's due, John Mantley, who was the executive producer of Gunsmoke, made a point of, of looking for new talent, 
he loved New York actors he, because they were stage actors and he really was excited, excited by that. And he would give them uh, a role, even if they didn't have film to show what they can do on film. John, John Voight got his first job on film on Gunsmoke, as, as I did. Well, so, many, I so, many, so many actors got their starts on those shows. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've, well, look, we've, look at look at some of your great uh, your great screen stars who did television series, uh, yeah. who, who went on to to do great films like Steve McQueen. We've already mentioned. Yeah, uh, I I don't know how many how many series Robert Wagner has done and how many films he's done. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about um, uh, James Garner? Look at what a great uh, a great talent he was. And he went back and forth all the time. He went from film to television. He mm. had these wonderful series. And at the same time, did Sayonara with, with Marlon Brando or, yeah. you know, and, just uh, uh, television has really um, so, so, uh, over, over the years blossomed and given us some we, very good. Stuff. We would love to talk about this a lot longer, but um. The, uh, run out of time thank and you so much i love all these anecdotes about yeah and uh, we just want to remind our audience to uh get uh sweetheart the watercolor artistry and animal uh activism of loretta swit and uh yeah it's uh the, the website is sweetheart one word dot org s-w-i-t capital a-t-a-r-t dot org and please do there's a lot of little stories and stuff that you can enjoy sharing with me thank you so much thank you a great treat sharing all that thank you we'll, we'll fix your phones guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> have a great day you, you too. too bye 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 bye